Hello everyone and welcome back to Thickcast. I'm your host Molly Edwards and today joining me on the podcast I have the lovely Leanne Ray. Hello. <laughs> how are nice you? Yeah I'm good thank you how are you? Yeah all good thanks. Um, A little bit of a illness but I mean I think I'll survive. I don't think I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh you're the warrior. Like, she's got COVID. Oh, god. oh gosh you know I even forgot that was a thing now. Oh, oh yeah. Day. It might be COVID. I, said, I don't think it is. Generally know. just a common cold. Okay. <laughs> I think we forget there's a cold anymore. Yeah, just under the weather. Um, but yeah, I just like to let people know because if you sound rough, because I recorded <laughs> with Jack the other day and he sounded really rough when I was recording. <laughs> like, you say that he was ill and I'm like, oh, I can hear you sniffing and I can't take out all this sniffing in the edit. <laughs> Apologies. Such alert. He is ill. He does not sound like this. Last week, Jack was ill. That's why he was sniffing. Uh, <laughs> and people were like, why is this man sniffing on the podcast? <laughs> What's going on? Well, he'll be all right. I'm sure he will. <laughs> so yeah. I'm the will. I just sound like, I actually sound like this. <laughs> That's fine then. We don't need to worry about Leanne. Um, so, Leanne, for people that don't know you, who are you? Oh, I am, as of last year, uh, UNOS PCA Pro and GBO Pro as well. And I'm a bikini athlete under the bikini coach. Uh, been with the team for, well, ooh, two and a half years, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been with Charlotte since she was LRF and then now she's got her own um, new company, which is obviously the bikini coach. And, yeah, over the last two years, I've gone from an amateur to bikini athlete pro. That sounded weird, wait, bikini Bikini pro. <laughs> Bikini athlete pro. That's, a, that's the wrong way to say. Because <laughs> you were like one of Shah's first clients, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, I want to say like a dummy. So like, yeah, I was, I've been with her since the beginning. So as she's grown, I've grown, which yeah. is quite nice. So she's seen me grow into an athlete and I've seen her grow into one of the best coaches. Yeah. It's, do you know, it's really nice to see and it's really nice like to be a part of like when you've been with a coach for that long. Mm. become like very close like I went up to see my coach well last month I'm seeing him again this weekend and like you do become so part of people's lives like since I started mm. he's now had two kids I went and met the boys and like you do like you just become part of each other's lives it's really lovely yeah you get like a it's a bond that you just don't get anywhere else like obviously yeah. I see Shara as a friend but obviously she's my coach as well but yeah. we are good good friends as well you look so similar as well. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Like, not the face, but, like, the long, dark hair. Physique-wise, you're quite similar as well. Like, your structure's quite similar, I think. The way you both come in is really similar. I think we're quite, um, not, not so slender. I think we're a little bit, like, she's, we're near the same height, I think. She's a little bit taller, but then she's got more delts as well. <laughs> she yeah. overtakes me on the gel toys. Yeah. But, yeah, you yeah, are. Get me. You are like really similar, the two of you. <laughs> Mad. Put some glasses on, Shah. Yeah. Well away. Yeah, and you look the same. <laughs> so, what's your kind yeah, of. Because obviously, you said like now you're pro with uh, PCA and GBI, but you've competed across, across a few different federations, haven't you? Yeah. So, my first year, I just stuck with it was just two bros and PCA in my first year. Um, what year was that? And, uh, what were we in? That was 2021. 
So my first season was 2021. I did uh, two bros. I did two two broses. Two broses? <laughs> two two bros. And then I did one PCA. I didn't make, I didn't end up doing the finals just because by the end of my first season, I was absolutely just dead to the world. So after um, two bros British finals, I just called it a, called it a day and went back into an off season. And then last year, do you know, well, last year, my initial plan was just to do the two bros regional, PCA London, uh, Arnold's, and then PCA finals. So I was only meant to do four shows. Yeah. But then I then decided to jump into NFM probably a few weeks out. I said, should we just jump in? As like a like a test like not a test the show but like just you know I'm already in condition like should we just do it as like a the first show that year what sorry the NFM was that the first show that year yeah that was my first show of the season and then that kind of changed my whole <laughs> season completely yeah <laughs> because obviously I won that won the overall and then won my ticket to America which was obviously in December so my plans to stop competing in October changed to <laughs> December yeah. And then that kind of changed the rest of my shows. So I was I then didn't do Arnold's because I thought, well, I've got a whole sponsorship going to America. Why am I going to spend a fortune on a pro qualifier when my not that I'll never want to be an IFBB pro, but for me, I just wanted to enjoy the show this year. Like my first year, I felt like I was so zoned out on prep and I didn't enjoy the experience as much as I could have. So this year, like this year, last year. I just thought I'm going to jump in as much as I can. Like even FIC, I jumped into that because that was another show that's quite new. And I really enjoyed that because that's another small federation like PCA and NFM where they really look after you. Yeah. And yeah, it's actually an enjoyable experience um, and it's more affordable as well. Yeah. Like the Arnold's especially is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, it's mad. <laughs> yeah, I looked at the cost of it and I was like, the amount of shows I've already done and already planning to do, I was like... Can I? Can I? Well, I would have made made money for it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. My whole season, I didn't think I'd have fooled, but I somehow did. <laughs> I was like, you go in and you're just like, yeah, now I'll just pay for this. I'm like, that <laughs> really has you buying so many things you don't need. I, I'm just like now I'm thinking, why did I buy this? Why did I buy that? I'm now suffering, <laughs> catching up, because <laughs> you can't buy food, so you just buy things you don't actually need. See, do you do that? I never do that. Mm. I was just about I was always online shopping and then I was just jumping into shows just because I was like I need to avoid my hunger with something else <laughs> to do another show buy another tan another makeup my, another hotel another show why not yeah I think you just get addicted to, like for me it was like traveling and being somewhere new and like something new mm. so I think that's what I enjoyed about it was like constantly and like because although I only did the three shows it was, I did like a photo shoot in London. I did a photo shoot in Cardiff as well. So I kind of like ended up traveling around more. And I think that was like what I really enjoyed was like being away all the time. Yeah, yeah I 100% relate to that. Like I, my first show I didn't drive to, my friend drove up there. And I think the rest of them I drove, yeah, I drove myself. And although you're on prep and you haven't got energy, I actually really enjoyed driving to different parts of the country because obviously most of them were like up north way. Or obviously PCA London was about an hour and a half from me but I actually really enjoyed being in different parts of the country yeah. just traveling around well, there wasn't I did I said I drove myself to all of them 
and I remember one of them I literally called over in a service station and like not even one of the nice service stations like a really fucking grotty service station I was like I need an app vocab was like sound let's go again <laughs> power nap <laughs> don't I think I yeah because then I jumped back into another NFM so I did my NFM did my two bros then PCA and then there was a little gap I think for me was I didn't like having the gaps because I found my first year I had big gaps in between my shows whereas this year I just I was just kind of like I need to go back to back because it just gets me back on my shit the next day um like a big gap can't deal with it no I, I just, it did I did work really well because I feel the weeks go quicker because literally you do a show you have that downtime then you're back to it and then a few days later you're back into another show yeah um I lost my child. I thought I was going with that. <laughs> you didn't do the Arnold's. You're going to America. Sorry? You didn't do the Arnold's. You're going to America. You did a fit act. You did finals, I suppose, did you? Uh, PTA finals, yeah, I did PTA finals. I didn't do the fit ones. one. Then again, that was... Um, I, thought, I was like, I can't keep jumping in show. <laughs> I'm not made of money. But then I did jump back in, that's it. Jump back into the CMP one and then... Yeah, I drove up to that one. I drove that. I did the whole. I, I won. Oh no, I did stay that night. I was going to do literally drive there, compete, and then drive back because I was obviously just doing the pro show. I drove down there in the morning because obviously I didn't have to be there till late. I just had to be there for my tan and makeup. But obviously, where it finished quite late, I, I stayed at a hotel because otherwise I would have been driving back and wouldn't have got back to like two, three in the morning. I think we were like checking on social media and that, but we just went in to get some food because we hadn't really eaten all day. And I was like, right. Just go get some food, go to bed. So that's what we did. Don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. But yeah, it's good though. Um, and kind of like, what got you into it? Like, what what made you think like, oh, I just want to like stand half naked on stage and paint myself off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that not what everyone wants to do? <laughs> um, it is quite a weird sport. Like, I used to do my check-ins outside at like half four or five in the morning and my neighbours used to come I used to get caught so many times with my neighbours and they used to look at me and I'm like if you don't know the world of competing you're pretty thinking I'm a hooker <laughs> but <laughs> do you know what I never used to like the look of competing like I was always the, the stereotype like oh, well, I don't want to look like that I don't want to be muscly and then I think the more you go to the gym the more you appreciate how much work goes into it yeah, and then you sort of my whole perspective on sort of like muscle and building and things like that change, and I, I now I'm like, get me massive, <laughs> give me all the muscle. But I think it was just literally starting the gym, getting into a habit of doing that, and obviously then realizing that the amount of work you have to put in for it. And then I think for ages I was just thinking about it. Like obviously I see it on social media, and obviously it wasn't as big as it is now. I think a lot of people do do it now. Um, it's very out there at the moment like it's so busy like especially bikini um but it was staying on my mind for ages and I was just like I'm just gonna have to do it yeah I feel like you think about something so much so long you just you just kind of just gotta do it haven't you absolutely and then two years later here we are again addicted to it it's it is like I think like when I started no one really did it like mm. me and my best mate did it together the first year I competed in 2019. But no, I didn't know anyone else. Like there was no one at my gym that competed. There was no one else that I knew that competed. There were people that did 
bodybuilding, but they didn't compete. They just trained like a bodybuilder. And like, mm. I always thought bodybuilding was just just training and getting massive. But I didn't <laughs> necessarily realise it was this whole standing on stage thing. Um, and then I can't really... Oh, there was a show that was local. And then that's, we saw that and <clears throat> jumped into it. Um, but yeah, like I never, I never knew anyone that did it. It like, is a weird concept though. <laughs> Standing on a stage. Like bump into people all the time and they're like, like down the gym, they're like, oh yeah, I compete. And I'm like, oh, sound. Oh yeah, literally. I think, yeah, the whole industry is really blown up. Yeah, massively. Massively. Um, so competing obviously with different federations and stuff what did you kind of find like the main differences were between them um I think everyone's got their own unique feel like I do love a PC I do love an NFM I, I love the smaller federations this year like I feel like I had more fun up there like I do like obviously the IFBB um but for me to go back into that when I next compete would be if I wanted to chase that IFBB pro car which and honestly, I don't know if that will ever be a goal. Like, I do just enjoy competing and just making changes and getting better and better every time. Like the goal isn't always obviously pro status. For me, it wouldn't like I'm not in the fitness industry, so for me, it doesn't really add anything to like I go to work and they're like, "Oh, you're an IFBB pro. What's that?" Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. My work when I come in, um, when I got uh, the GBO pro, my first show, I won it, and they was like, "Oh my god, wow!" That's like that's amazing. Like, you're a pro. You're a pro athlete. I was like, "Oh." Stop it. And then I went and got PC for I was like, guys, I've done it again. But obviously, they don't get it, so they're, like, really happy about it. But obviously, I feel like for people in the industry, the main one is obviously the IFBB, so it's like, sort of like the PCA pros and GBO pros and all that don't really get – they kind of, like, call it the fake pros, don't they? Yeah, which is weird, really, because it's just – you don't really get that in, like, powerlifting or, like, mm. or any of that. Like, you're either – like a pro with a federation or you're not or like yeah. like no one really I don't think you really get the kind of stigma that you do in bodybuilding with this whole mm. I'm proud of being that the pro I've got it all on my wall up there <laughs> well it's not really an easy thing is it like no. I didn't just hand it out like oh there we go <laughs> you can have that one today but no I do like yeah the last year I say I enjoyed the um doing the smaller well I say smaller shows obviously they're still big shows but um, you just get more of a family feel for them. Like, they really look after you. Like you get the little goodie bags. Like you get a participation medal. Like you, you feel like even if you haven't placed, you've still like achieved something. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You've come away with something. Absolutely. And I think like what you're saying about like not wanting to be an IFBB pro. That's really cool as well because they think there's a lot of pressure. Like as soon as you compete and you win, or sometimes. You don't even need to win. And I was like, oh, so you're going to the pro card next year. Like, you've done the season now. Your goal must now be to go for the pro card. And, like, people are chasing it. <laughs> and, like, you're someone that, you know, you've won shows, you've won overalls, you're a high-level amateur competitor. So, you know, you're kind of, like, in the high amateur ranks, if that makes sense. Mm. They could be going for it. Do you not get a lot of people being like, why Why don't you want it? Why don't you go, go for it? Like... Do you get that pressure at all? Not really. Um, I didn't get it too much. But I feel like I, I do, yeah, people do sort of say, well, that is that the next step. Do you want to go for that? I'm like, no, I just want to get massive, to be honest. 
<laughs> but no, I am um, not so much for me. I feel like I just feel like a regular person. But even with like obviously being PCA pro and GBA pro, like it doesn't feel any different. Like I forget about it sometimes. But, oh yeah, <laughs> that's me. I did that thing. <laughs> I did that thing. Yeah, and I think as well, like like you said, you're not if you're not working in the fitness industry. Like I had a chat with someone about it and she was like, if you go pro though, you get paid a lot more money, you get better sponsorships, blah, blah, blah. Like potentially your coaching business gets better. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but then like if you're not, what benefits like would it have on your life then? Yeah, I get like the sponsorships and stuff, but obviously for me, like it's not boosting my coaching because I'm not a coach. <laughs> so... To me, I I out of the gym and out of bodybuilding, I'm just a regular office worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's really. I like the fact that you're not like chasing, chasing, chasing. Just like yeah, cool, whatever. Just enjoy it, and I think you'll have a lot of fun in the PCA Pro League as well. Yeah, I I do really like that. I, yes, I can't wait to when I. I don't know when I'll get back on stage. Like not to say never, but at the moment I'm just enjoying sort of just relax a little bit this year but I'd be excited to get back into the PCA Pro League yeah I think as well when you're going like that step up onto the Pro League stages you want that bit of time off to grow a little bit more to let your body recover oh 100% wow which is really important um and it's good I think it's good to take a long off season yeah there's no point going back on stage in the Pro League and then just Obviously, you're not going to look any worse. You're gonna. It's nothing worse than looking the same. Yeah. And yeah, you've won your pro league, but that was in an amateur show, so you're up against amateurs. Whereas now, the pros are the pros, so they're going to be the best of the best. Yeah, and it's quite a lot of bro- like abroad ones as well. With like mm. they're doing their worlds in Spain this year, I think, aren't they? Yeah, I see that. And when I see that, I was like, oh, I told myself I was going to pick this year, but this is very tempting. Because <laughs> it's. I know they're giving away. Not giving away. But, like, certain people get flights out there or something? Uh, I think it's pros get their flights paid for. I think oh. it's just the flights, though. So a bit like the BNFM, I think, with the GBO. But then that was more, that was everything paid for, other than the entry fee. It was everything, like, flights, accommodation. Um, whereas I think PCA is just the flights. So I think you've got to pay for wherever you're staying out there. Still fine, like but it's still a- good. Friend, wouldn't you? Oh, you'll just stay in a little hostel, wouldn't you? <laughs> Cheap as chips. <laughs> Not like loads of backpackers in your bunk beds. What? <laughs> what is she? Oh, the... They're at 5am, the tripod out in the hills. What's this stripper doing? I bought a today, actually. I'm very proud of myself. You bought a what, sorry? today. Yeah, did you have one? Well, I did, but it was shit. And then I lost it. <laughs> I'm literally the worst person on social media ever. So the way I've been filming things, um, so like once a month I go up to Strump Shack and teach posing up there. And the way I've been filming them is um, I put my shoe on the floor and then I lean my phone against my shoe. <laughs> and I press record. <laughs> oh, the, the professional recording skills right there. I said, it's my recording of my posing and he was like that's the floor is this like what your posing class looks like if you're like you're led on the floor it's like 
Yes, probably. Sounds like one. It's also light on as well. I mean, it might Ooh, be. that's fancy. I've had to charge them. So oh that my God, was... I've never seen that. Yeah, I'm getting proper pro with this. Oh, blimey. And I can there you go. both ways. So if anyone wants <laughs> one, it's listening. It's from Amazon. It's called Top Wound. Top Wound. I guess what he builders like. Top Wound. T U P W O O N. It might be shit, but who knows? No, that's quite a good, good though. It's got a little light on it. Imagine rocking up to the gym with your bloody LED light with your sit. Oh, I'm getting that up oh. in the game. Everyone's got a tripod these days, but I ain't got one with that on it. No, they've got these fancy big ones, but they don't have ones with a little light on them. <laughs> I think as well, actually, it's got different settings. Okay, a little disco while you're doing your set. The gym is kind of everyone's social life at the moment, so get a strobe light it's like a club then isn't it yeah why not <laughs> and gym, actually they did like an open day thing and posing seminar and they've got a dj in there and all the lighting was green because the gym lighting is green anyway and it was like being in the club oh yeah just fucking sick dj as well um we've kind of spoken a little bit about feds we didn't really know we didn't speak about differences differences just, I think of the differences. I feel like the only really different the difference I thought is between the IFBB and then obviously the the GBO um PCO just have their own federation, don't they? I think it's just more the um the community, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I guess the look's different as well though, isn't it? Because you did trained with FedEx. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Because I did. Yeah. So, well, obviously, two bros. IFBB don't have um train. They just have obviously standard bikini. It's just the height classes and whatnot. Much bigger. Like the jump from IFBB bikini to their jump to figure is a lot bigger than what you find like in the like other federations. Yeah. To fit into. Yes, I think it. Yeah, with two bros, it's more like it's just set that one look you. You can't sort of be in between. You've got to be either bikini, you're either wellness, you're either figure. You can't be like, whereas like FedEx and everyone has like bikini trained. So if you're a bit more conditioned, which I was last year, yeah. then you have that higher standard sort of thing. Gosh, yeah. So yeah, PCA London, I got moved to train. And then because of that, I got carved up so much for FedEx and I was still almost too lean. <laughs> Did you well, like spill over from fit X to fit into bikini then? I was gonna. And Charlotte was like, "No, you're gonna, you're gonna have to." No, I think I actually ended as bikini, and Charlotte was like, "Leanne, you need to do bikini train." <laughs> so I think I spoke when I registered on the day. I said, "I think I need to go out to bikini train." And then, what's such the lady's name? The judge. She had yeah. quick, quick. She come and looked at me because she was like, oh, "Let me get a judge, like, to have a look at you to see if you need to move. You don't want to put you in a category where you're not gonna fit in." Yeah. She had a quick look at me. She was like, yeah, you need to go up to train. I was like, okay. <laughs> or bikini wham, as I called it. Yeah, why not? Bikini wham. Um, but with NFM, you stayed as bikini? Uh, yeah, so I did the... So my first show I did with NFM, I was bikini. And then it seemed like I just got leaner and leaner. So obviously then PCA moved me and then fixed. I did bikini trained. But when I went to the CMP show... So he did message me to say, like, 
go and speak to Abby before, like when you get to the venue, just to see if you need to go to Bikini Train because obviously they had been watching me on Instagram and seeing obviously what's happened. And like I've got Lena since their show, first show. And they said, like, go and speak to obviously Abby and see if you do need to go up. But she was like, no, no, you're definitely, you're borderline, but it's just, it just, she just told me to pose differently, like not flex my quads so much. Because obviously, once I flex them, then it was just like shreddy, shreddy central. <laughs> so I just had to sort of pose, otherwise, I would have been a bit out of balance and such. Yeah, it's just posing down a little bit, isn't it? But I feel mm-hmm. like her bikini is definitely watching that show. Their bikini is definitely, oh no, I know, I must have watched some of the bikini class. Uh, must have watched maybe the amateur. Bikini Pro Class, it was massive. It was right at the end. It was, I don't, I don't think we all even fitted on stage at one point. Maybe I just saw the pictures and I'd seen, um, like yourself and some of the other girls. I think, yeah, it was a massive class. Like, literally, there's no room for us on the stage. <laughs> I don't know how they judged that, to be honest. Like, to, because they couldn't put us all together and they were trying to obviously pick people out to sort of put next to each other. I was there actually, because yes, I was there. I don't know why I'm saying like I wasn't there. <laughs> she was in that. She did do bikini as well as diva. I don't know why. I just thought like, oh, she'd only done diva, but she did do bikini as well. And I remember it being a really, really big class. But I remember. Oh, I think we went before the overalls. That was it. Yeah. So obviously the judging, and then we went back off, and then they brought. Oh, they picked like the top five, didn't they? And then, and then they had to go through all of them and announce who won and whatnot. Yeah, that was it. But oh, it was good though. It was a really big lineup. I'm surprised they didn't split that class more. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> massive. Maybe it was just because of the like the time, like they'd gone on for a lot longer. I remember it'd been mm. yeah. so maybe it was just that. Obviously, I think then obviously the people that turned pro that day then jumped onto it, so the class just got bigger and bigger. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think, yeah, I think their look is a little bit um bigger and a little bit leaner now. I think bikini overall has become more leaner, isn't it? Because it used to be sort of conditioned, but not too conditioned, but not too soft sort of thing, wasn't it? It was like an, it's like a balance. Whereas now I think the condition is chased more, like it's favoured more as well in some federations. Yeah, I think you especially see it like I te- think you tend to see it a lot in PCA is they tend to like a really really lean look. Mm. Um, yeah. But then saying that, I, I don't know the two, well I've only seen the two shows. Obviously, the first time is in the sex on which is hard to get like kind of really get a grasp by because there was some like one of the girls said to me and I thought oh she's really soft but she won it and she said oh she was only one of the past I'm like oh okay well that makes sense. But yeah, I think it is maybe they are going a little bit softer I'm not sure than what they used to go I think it probably depends on the class like obviously for me when I did a PCA London um they moved me because obviously I looked out of place for Mm -hmm. the it was I would say for the right reason but obviously compared to the other girls I was I was too lean yeah where so I looked I stood out like a sore thumb for the good a good reason but a bad a bad reason for that class so yeah, I think it just depends who turns up on the day. Obviously, if you've got a class of girls that are all conditioned, then obviously they're going to go for the more conditioned person. Whereas if it's a day that that class has got a lot of girls that are a little bit softer, then obviously yeah. they're going to favour that look. 
Yeah, yeah. If you've got a lot more softer, I think you do kind of. Well, yeah, you're gonna go a bit softer if everyone's more soft, aren't you? So, mm. today, yeah. One. Um. Right, so sponsorships. Obviously, you won NFM UK. You won the effective sponsorship. If I'm right in saying this, when you won an FM. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the day I won. So I won the show, won the overalls, and not only did I win the ticket, yeah, I won a sponsorship with to work with Effective, which uh, they can't fault them really. They really look after you, and obviously the team as well. It's just a nice little community. I do good protein powder, taste of biscoff as well. So I mean, that's a win. That's <laughs> a win-win. Do you know what? Yeah, I tried that because I gave back the samples in the day as well. And I feel like that's such a hard one for now, but I do really like that one. The, the biscuits red. It does. I haven't had that for a while actually. I think that needs to go on my next order. But I've been favouring the chocolate one so far. <laughs> it's like plain chocolate one, is it? Um, no, I've got the peanut butter cups, which is actually quite a nice one. Oh, I didn't have um, that. That's quite a decent one. Um, but I feel like because I have a lot of oats, I'd rather have no oats. I was eating a lot of cream of rice. Like I, get, I use a complete shot of cream of rice. Um, I think effective of us slowly trying to expand obviously their range. Um, I think they only have one cream of rice flavor at the moment. Yeah. So I always have the chocolate brownie one. So obviously you can't really mix much with that. That's going to taste nice. So I kind of just always go for the chocolatey ones. Yeah. Do you know what? I just, I can't do cream of rice. I couldn't before prep. I remember Charlotte told me on my first peak week last year, she was like, she give me cream of rice. And I would only ever eat cream of rice in the form of a cake. So I'd have to put baking powder and microwave it. But obviously for shows, I'm not going to have access to a microwave in a hotel. So I was like, I can't eat it the normal way. I like, I can't. She's like, well, it's either that or rice cakes. So <laughs> Okay, let's suck it up. I remember I made it wrong the first time. I was like, that made me feel sick. Like, I was like, it's like baby food. It's horrible. But, the first time I made it was wrong and it was literally like baby food. Like yeah. Whereas now, I, I don't, I really enjoy it now. I, I thought it was just my test, pa- uh, test, pa- taste buds, my prep taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> um, mixed up with the language up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even now, like, I do prefer oats. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I prefer oats more now, but with cream of rice I think I just make it how I like it like I do like it a little bit thicker yeah to be fair my sister makes it for me sometimes and she makes it all right and I do like it then but I don't think I could have that as like an everyday thing I think as well actually we've got weird flavors at home like we've got I don't know why Joe even bought them because neither of us really eat them um gingerbread and apple crumble Mm, what way yeah. do you put like ginger and apple, apple crumble and even if you want to put whey in that what flavour of whey would you put in that me that's why with the chocolate brownie like yeah to be fair the chocolate brownie it's like a really nice flavour and especially if you do make it into a cake one of the prep packs is just make it into a cake because it's like it's like you're having a chocolate brownie like it's really nice and it smells really nice as well but yeah you can't really mix obviously I can only really mix chocolate and with black chocolate whey with that it to actually work so i got my syrup sponge one but then that wouldn't go with chocolate brownie that would just be a bit of a weird combo see i went the other day <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking it's because i just think we hadn't been shopping um i went with the apple crumble one and jammy biscuit protein powder <laughs> <laughs> 
Did it work? Did it? <laughs> I mean, I got the consistency right, but I mean, flavor-wise, absolutely not. Don't try this at home. <laughs> I was just gonna say, is it gonna be one of the concoctions that really work and it actually tastes alright, or you're gonna be like, no, that's horrendous. I think I just got in my head that it was gonna taste like a fruit tart because, like, apple, strawberry. And then, like, crumble and biscuits, basically the same thing anyway. So that's where my thought process had gone with it. I mean, even my prep brain wouldn't think that was a nice concoction. <laughs> Mind you, the people probably listening on prep thinking, oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> them... Go ahead. We've gone so off topic, people listening. Yeah. I told you, I'd go off on a tangent or something. Okay. Irrelevant. Oh. So, like, sponsorships and stuff. Obviously, when you win a sponsorship, it's great. Um, I originally won my compact sponsorship. Um, and you know, you know, you know you're going to be looked after. You know you're with a good company um, and things like that. But when you get approached by people, and I'm sure, like, you've probably been approached by companies. I've been approached by companies. What is the things that you want to be looking out for for a good sponsorship? And what would you kind of try and avoid um it's sort of the, the type of sponsorship they're going to give you so if a company is going to come up to you and offer you a code that you have to purchase stuff to then promote them then it's it's kind of like you're promoting them for free really and then you're you no know, you're paying to promote them basically yeah. i feel like to get a good sponsor you want to have sort of a little um what's the word budget budget to spend so you like, they give you the product to try an allowance yeah. allowance that's the one yeah. so think- you want to be able to try it and, and be able to give an honest review rather than paying for something that you're being forced to pay for to promote to not get you're not getting anything back and if it's a product you're not really and also you want to you want to know it's a good product as well absolutely absolutely and i think as well like when we're saying about if you're still paying like if you're with a company that you're basically paying, buying their products and then posting about it everywhere, is another company going to then come up to you and be like, oh, hey, like we'd like to sponsor. Say it was like a protein. Mm. Say, for example, you've got Molly's protein powder here. I'm like, oh, Leanne, like, I'm going to give you this code that gives you like 30% off. Um, and then you're going to give a code for your followers for 10% off and you're going to post this everywhere. Awesome. Like you're like, oh yeah, it sounds great. Mm. You do that. And then another company could come around, like a really good company, like Effective, um, like I'm with Sabretooth, Strom, CMP, like one of them might come up to you, might be thinking, oh, we'd like to sponsor them, but she's sponsored by Molly's Protein Pad and she just posts that and so we're not going to bother. And you Mm. might get that kind of, you might have been met with a really good opportunity. You've kind of given yourself away a little bit because also you wouldn't be using their products either. Again. no no exactly yeah so sort of, yeah i guess sabotaging yeah you sort of think they from an outside they're like okay she's locked into them like she's not going to be sponsoring anyone else yeah and you might be uh giving up more opportunities yeah or a better deal should i say and then you want it to be a good product you don't want to just promote it because you get given it like you you've got to be honest and actually enjoy the products you're taking like for effective i do like some i'll be honest with some of the flavors i don't like but everyone's different like i like more chocolatey flavors and sweet flavors where some people don't so they'll go for more like the, the caramel biscuit or 
syrup sponge or something whereas I'm like with the chocolate flavors yeah absolutely like I'm the same like I like the it's like a blueberry muffin one I like and there's the chocolate peanut butter caramel which is like basically Snickers that I like but there's like a strawberry one and I'm like yeah don't even give it to me because I don't like it like I don't like Mm -mm. no I'm the same I think I had when I won the sponsorship I got um the big mega pack as well to have and it had the strawberry one in that and I was like oh I'll try it and I was like I can't I don't I don't like strawberry ice I like strawberry flavor don't even eat strawberries actual strawberries I love like proper like strawberry I really like but anything strawberry flavored I don't like no I've never been a fan so I gave that away that jammy biscuit protein that I'm on about it's an alpha neon one and I really like that. And I didn't think I got it because they'd run out of the cheesecake one. And Adrian was like, get this one. You'll really like it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll get that one. And then I got it. And then I put it in my oats. And I was like, oh, my God, it's pink. Oh, my God, this is strawberry flavor. And I had like a full-on panic about it. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Saying that, the white and raspberry chocolate one from Effective, I didn't think I'd like that. But I think I got a sample because I was like, I'll get their samples and try so you can just buy the little samples for like 99p, which is really good because obviously you don't want to buy a whole bag no, no, no. and then not like it. And I think I tried it um, when actually I was working on their store at the PCA Finals Expo. And I was like, oh, I put in yogurt as well. And I never liked yogurt. And that's the first for me. I actually put in yogurt and it tastes like the fruits. And I don't like raspberry or anything like that, but that was actually really nice. Maybe we've just got this thing from when we were children that we don't like strawberry-flavoured things or raspberry-flavoured things. And maybe we do like it now because we're adults. <laughs> well, yeah. I like to think I'm an adult, but we're, we're trying to be adults. <laughs> we have no choice. Yeah, we need to do it. We need to try more strawberry-flavoured things. Oh, so this is where the inner child's like, no, I don't like trying things. Okay. <laughs> Just like my food and that's it. Don't um, waste calories. But how did your sponsorship then with Danielle come about then? Danielle Spencer, obviously. I never expected it. Um, so Danielle did my first year's makeup. I think she was the first, yeah, she was the one who did my first show ever's makeup. Um, I just got a really good bond, I built a really good bond with her. Also had a bond with Vita as well. Um, still getting with her, speak with her. I don't know, I, I was completely surprised. I think she messaged me. Um, it's a bit of a random message before. She was like, you compete next year. I think it was literally just as I finished my last show in December, and she shot me a message like, "How, how, how are you?" And like, are you compete next year? I was like, "Oh no, no, I'm going to take a year out." And like, how it was just general chit chat. I was like, "Oh, that's a bit random." And then she dropped it like a few weeks later. She's like, "Look, I really want to sponsor you. Um, want you to be part of my team." And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> a million times over." Yeah, like. She's absolute little diamond, Danielle. Like as a as a person as well as a makeup artist, she's just ten out of ten, honestly. Um, I couldn't be so much happier to work with her. And it was just a complete surprise. I never like it wasn't even like you know you sort of with companies you sort of promote them like mm-hmm. without them asking you like I'll post a lot of stuff with black eyes so, like just not even I'm not sponsored by them but I'll post a lot of their bikinis so I just love it like. Yeah. And people will ask me about their bikinis and I'll just be like, no, like go to Black Ice. Like I love their style and how they design it. And obviously the team's really friendly and they're always on their DMs like, asking any, answering any stupid questions. And, I think and it's that, like, most, go on, sorry. 
so for like first timers and stuff as well especially you want to make sure that they are going to the right people in terms of like oh, their yeah. right cuts of bikini you know like i was saying to you earlier like when my girls buy bikinis i'm like right okay um what cut are you getting and i yeah buy- I don't want them to buy something and then it's not right or it doesn't fit properly or the cut of the bottoms is just not right for them and it covers half their glue or do you know what I mean and I'm just like or the um the cup yeah the cup mm. sort of cut and then it's like covering too much of them up and I'm like just let me know what you're doing but you know if you send them to like Black Eyes or Georgia Rose they're know, very honest really good service as well you know they're going to tell them Right, that's not going to suit you. Don't go, don't like that. Oh, yeah, Mandy. I remember I went up to Mandy last year with Charlotte um, to actually sort of design the bikini in person because I thought it's a lot nicer to actually see it in person, experience it. And I think I wanted to go, I actually wanted to go for a black and orange ombre. And she was like, no, you're not doing that. That is Halloween vibes. We're not doing that. <laughs> you're not going on stage in that. <laughs> um, so she's very honest. Like, and then she thinks something will look shit she will tell you look shit yeah. <laughs> but under that you're wearing something that they're making so as much as they want obviously to create whatever you want they obviously want it to be worth your money that's the thing as well because I think sometimes like in our heads we think like oh, I want this but then actually when like when you make it like every day you're you see, like you- rose colors are not going to go together mm. That's actually the like, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> I was like, okay, what should we do then? <laughs> it happened in the end, didn't you? Uh, what, no, I went for red. Uh, it was red orange. So I did. I I've always stuck with the ombre. Like, and I think my last two, you can't really see the ombre as much in it as my first one. Um, but no, the second one I got, I got two last year. So the second one was like a ready. It's more red than orange, but had like an orange tinge in it. And then the one I wore to America was sort of purple again with a bit more of a blue in it yeah that's nice yeah because it is I don't know it's a funny one isn't it because you kind of got to be like have your own ideas and do that but then also it's got to look right like one of my Mm. last year was like I'm going orange and I was like oh I just want bright orange and I was like I'm really nervous but she (laughs) and she did it and actually like it's like kind of like a pinky orange and actually when she showed me and I was like Oh no, actually, I love it. But I was so, I was just like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I feel like if you've got to have the right look, haven't you? Like, look at um, Sammy. She turned out to be a pro, Sammy Minshaw. She wore the um, bright yellows and things like that, but it really suited her. Yeah. Like, she pulled off every single colour she wore. Yeah, so I couldn't do that. I don't like a guy like black or like Jazz pulls off black. Oh yeah, she looks stunning in the black. That's my favourite on her. But for me, like, I don't think I could wear black. Yeah, that's where it's, like, com- like, it's like um, bespoke to you, isn't it? So, like, you've got a... They've got, you've got a line which looks good on you, but also, like, the bikini maker's got a look and you think, mm, they've got this to look better. Yeah. All of that, like, what looks good on that? Because, like, we'd be very different, like, because I'm blonde and you're quite dark and your hair mm-hmm. and everything, like, dark features... You'd wear different colours to what I would wear. But I didn't think I'd wear purple. See, purple's my... I feel like purple's my safe colour. I do, do you know what? I really love the red, and I hate to admit it, but I feel like that is my favourite one. But I, that's why I went back to the purple, because I just... I kept trying to go away. Like, I did still want the orange bikini, but I was like, 
I'm in an iron because I was like, I know it can look, it can not suit someone. Yeah. And it can then clash with the um, tan because obviously you're orange anyway. <laughs> yeah, because I think as well, like the colour of the tan, I saw one, I don't know, right, actually I probably shouldn't say it anyway if I could remember what bikini makeup was. And they'd made one and it was like an orangey brown. And they'd called it like gold or something. And I was like, mm, that's like the same colour as your tan though. Like, I'm not sure if I'd wear that. <laughs> No. Oh god, no! You just look like blended, wouldn't you? Uh, no, not sure. Oh. Um. So yeah, obviously Danielle came to you, um, <laughs> and that's how you got that sponsorship. I guess was posting a lot about like what she did, her makeup. That she was great at her makeup and stuff like that. Um, and then that's obviously I'm guessing why she obviously. Yeah, I think it's just like you end up just freely promoting them, like not even intentionally, but you just post them and then obviously more people ask and you sort of refer them to them as well. So like I'll always refer Danielle. Um bikini wise I'll always say like I'm obviously very loyal to black eyes, so, like all my bikinis are there and I wouldn't go anywhere different. Like you know when you sort of get used to one person and you're very happy with obviously how they make them. Um so yeah, I feel like people obviously then ask questions and you end up promoting them and sending people your way. I think I've sent so many people to Black Ice and obviously through to Danielle as well. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously you're so when you once you when you're competing, obviously people are watching your journey and obviously people are like, Oh my god, I love your bikini, you're like, oh your makeup looked amazing and that's when it was all like word of mouth, isn't it? And then yeah. you sort of get yourself known for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and and that's like if you are someone that's looking to get sponsorship, like that's what you want to be doing is promoting that business, sending people to that business, um, and let them like obviously approach you, um, and just make sure it's a proper sponsorship. Like if they're offering yeah. you, like just come to fuck off, man. <laughs> I can't be asking. You. And make sure you get on with them as well. Like I think that's like what you're saying. Like you're getting really well done. Yeah, you're getting really well effective. Um. Like for me, obviously I'm a compact getting really well with Jazz and everyone. I get like I'm a Ray Ray getting really well with her. Um, and then with Sabertooth, the guys that run that, I've known them for ages. And like they rang me and were like, So we're starting this new brand up. And I was like, Cool, I look for two things. Like with this one ship, I have to get on really well with them. I was like, get on with well with you guys. Um, and I have to like the product. So I was like, as much as I trust mm-hmm. you, like I want to try this product first and make sure I like it. And if they're a good sponsor as well they'll be like, yeah, that's fine. And they'll send you stuff down for free because they'll have that trust in that, their product. And then mm. you be like, yeah, sound like I'll promote that. Because, like, why would you promote something if it's shit? Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to promote it just, just for the sake of it. Yeah, don't be one of these influencers that post skinny tea and it's never even taken. <laughs> Keto nuts. <laughs> skinny tea. Mm. Oh. Or something. <laughs> There is so much crap out there these days, isn't there? You know, I think it was one of them though. <laughs> he was like, I just bought this skinny tea. And I was like, why the hell have you bought that? You know better than that. She was like, no, no, it's great if you've got constipation issues. <laughs> <laughs> she knew she bought it. She was like, mate, grab a pack if you've ever got constipation. Get a little skinny tea in you. Laxative will work with the same though. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they are. They're laxatives. <laughs> like that's why they work and you lose weight because you... yeah literally they've just got a laxative effect in them so everything goes through you really. everything comes out and they've normally got like a caffeine in it as well to obviously bring the heart rate up 
And she was like, honestly, mate, she was like, it's great. It clears me right out. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. Head down to get yourself some booty and uh, thank you later. Okay, you're going to get a sponsorship for that now. <laughs> You've showed it. It's done. So don't take this on prep. I just take you to shit. <laughs> uh, what then if you got four people it's their first time on show they're beginners um yeah just like other tips for people that are kind of new to the sport it is just a cliche but to enjoy it and not get in your own head like I've talked to obviously some of first timers now that obviously speak to me and my experiences and I just say just enjoy your own journey don't compare yourself to people on Instagram it's very easy I still do it even now. And even when I'm in prep, you sort of get in your own head and you'll never feel lean enough. You never feel ready. And you start looking at other girls on Instagram. You're like, oh, they're doing the same show as me. And I don't look like that. But people only post what they want to post. So look, get them up on stage. You might outpose them. Someone can have the most amazing physique. But if they can't pose it, you could you could win on that effect. But yeah, I say enjoy it. Because that's why I think I didn't do my first year. I enjoyed it to a certain extent. But I think... It just got hard very quickly, um, and I didn't. I wasn't experiencing it for what it was at the time. Whereas last year, I was doing. That's why there's so many shows. I was like, I just, I just, thought, I love being up there. Like last year, I loved being up there. And I think it showed with my confidence on stage, like how much I enjoyed it last year to the first year. Yeah, but you could see it in you when you're on stage last year. Um, obviously, I judged you at Com- uh, Colchester. And I was like, you could see that you're enjoying yourself. You're having fun up there. And like, that's what you want to see as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like, when you watch people, honestly, as a judge as well, and they look like they're hating life, you just look at them and you're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> you know, oh no. That's the thing. Over last year, I just got my head down. I didn't really announce shows. I just got stuck into prep. I didn't, I wasn't pu- publishing like um, X weeks out. Like, no. Even for me, I was I wasn't hundred percent certain on the shows I was doing. Like I put forward, obviously, me and Charlotte sort of knew what we was aiming for, but I just didn't announce it to the outside world. I just got stuck in, got on with it, did it for myself, and I feel like that took the pressure away as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we had a chat, didn't we, when you when we first started prep? Because we started, I obviously started prep last year, mm. and I remember we having a chat. And I think you were like, I don't really know what shows I'm doing. I'm just aiming for about this. Yeah. Probably be on stage at some point together then, because I know like some of the shows you did were kind of in my diary. Probably the two bro show you did, I think, might have been. Uh, yeah, the race 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 rumble. That was a busy one. Yeah, that was it. That one I'd got in my diary. I can't remember what else. I, was. I think I was going to do the compact again, and then I was potentially going to do Colchester, and then for X finals and the NFM show. I remember having them in there. That's kind of been my, like, would have been my plan. Yeah. I, think... yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's mainly the, the cost of it as well. Like, I didn't want to start announcing shows and then have to pull out because I couldn't make it to stage and sort of get there. So I thought, at least if I, I'll start dieting and then there's no pressure on a time scale. We just aim for that, like, aim for September. And then it was ready, we're ready sort of thing. And it, it really helped last year. That's why I feel like as much as the first time, like my first year I was posting weekly about like X week out and 
it is very exciting and don't get me wrong like if you do that then that's fine and it is all exciting and you sort of then meet a lot of people in the industry because then they see oh you're a first time I'm a first time and then you sort of make yeah. a bond but it is very easy to get in your head so you just got to remember that it is your own journey you just need to do it the right way for you as well haven't you like I've got clients that like they talk about all the time I've got I've, I've got a client that's stuck on stage in two weeks not posted about like I've posted about her but I've never said her name never posted a picture of her because she was just like I'm really worried I'm going to get my own head I'm worried about this mm. it's like mate don't tell anyone you're probably no just a photo shoot <laughs> yeah. just just you're getting lean just just you've got goals you're getting lean I said like, you don't need to tell anyone I was like, mm. I'm up there. So, like, there's people in our team know, but like, yeah, no one really knows. Like, what no. doing. so, and I think it's taking a lot of pressure off her. And she's told, like, her family, she's like, you're not coming to watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes it's better not knowing who's in the crowd. Yeah. Especially as a first timer, it's really nerve wracking. Even last year, I still get, you still get nervous. It doesn't matter how many times you complete, it's still a nerve wracking experience. I'm walking on stage in front of everyone but yeah I think sometimes it's better not knowing who's in the crowd because you can't necessarily see them because the stage light's so bright you can't actually see them anyway that's another thing you won't even see the crowd nah you won't and well I guess unless you're doing like an expo show then you can yeah PCA yeah, PC final I can see a lot more <laughs> yeah yeah I know the FedEx show you can Um, but yeah it's just about doing it for yourself and the other thing is people don't seem to realise this you get tans naked it's yes that's an ex- I think once yeah once you compete you're not yeah, yeah I guess you're digging it kind of guys because you, you are literally standing face to face with someone else that start bullock naked just casually stand their arms open legs wide getting tanned yeah. I think my first PCA oh my god my first PCA tan experience was an event born I had a squat I had to bend over oh my god I was just like are you sure you really want me to do this for me <laughs> naked but that's attention to detail it's finest yeah exactly <laughs> but you do like it's fine like it, yeah, it, like my first show in 2021 my the two bros when I did that's literally how I met shot <laughs> it literally you meet everyone for the first time when they're naked the first time but it's just it's normal it's casual you just have a conversation like hello you're right <laughs> and it, it's fine like and it's weird in a way because it's these people that you've been speaking to like on instagram or whatever for a while you guys know each other and then you're just like oh hi yeah you're right yeah just <laughs> it's no worries literally <laughs> it's the most bizarre experience like it, but then it's just it just seems normal like you don't even feel awkward like at first you do I think at first you're sort of like oh a bit timid you're like okay uh, but then everyone's there everyone looks the same everyone's lean and depleted and no just, one gives a shit the tanners not seen it all before anyway like, <laughs> I think the main thing I found was it was just cold yeah and then when they start spraying yeah it was just really cold um but I guess it, then it's what room you're in and stuff like two bros we were literally outside in the car park so that was freezing oh yeah because me and Charlotte did the one in the tent didn't we oh shit yeah oh my god that was yeah, in the field wasn't it no no we didn't do the field we did oh the- no oh in the marquee one. Maidenhead, where oh yes yes you'd walk down and you turn right to like where they put the stage and everything in that big pool if you keep going down that corridor, 
there's like I think it's like tennis courts or something um, or AstroTurf or something and then there's like a bit of a car park they put a big marquee up in that car park hey it was something <gasps> oh yeah it's there so the next thing is cold especially doing a show in the winter and that tan goes on you it's wet oh I think the NFM one was alright, but theirs takes ages. That's another tip, actually. The NFM UK tan or show tan, if you go to show tan, anyone that tans with Black Magic tan, takes fucking ages to get put on, and it doesn't come off very easily either. Do you know, what? I like that tan though. It looks really nice. I think in terms of like patchiness, it sat on me really, really well. Mm. But when it come off. It come off like so patchy, but I looked. Oh yeah, I think I had very. Yeah, not yeah. My hands looked a bit diseased. Yeah, at one point, I literally looked so scabby. Where there was just like it was like just dry in most areas, but my hands literally looked so. It's like I had something wrong with my skin. <laughs> yeah, and it would not come off. Scrubbing yeah. away, but obviously you can't scrub too hard because your skin's very sensitive. Yeah. I found, I got a tan removing thing from Primark and it was literally like four quid tan remover. And I found that helped massively, like bring the tan off. Yeah, I think of that. Yeah. And like, because it's cheap as well. Like you see them like Sandra Pay or something, it's like 20, 30 quid a bottle. And you're like, let's be honest, it's not going to be great. It's not going to actually bring it off. But for four quid. Give it a go. <laughs> it's got to do something. <laughs> It did help, I would say, quite a bit, like, compared to when I didn't use it. I mean, it's no miracle worker, but, you know, for four quid, did the job. But I found as well, you had to wash, like, when you wash your tan off, you know, a first shower when it's, like, mm. streaming off you, get it on straight away. Yeah. Like, move on straight away, and then it will come off, and, like, leave it on. So I'd, like, cover myself in tan remover and then just, like, stand there for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, shower it off. Um, and I find that did help. You need to get tan off. But, yeah, exfoliating in between, moisturising in between your shows as well. If you've still got time, like, to stop it going so patchy. Um, but, yeah, like you said, have fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> tan experience will be one you won't forget. <laughs> Even just the backstage, it's just... I feel like the show day itself goes so quickly as well. Yeah. Like, just I always said to myself, I'll take loads of pictures, and you never do because you're just there stressing. And you're like, I'm gonna be a stage in a minute. Then you start panicking, and you're like, Oh my god! And then you start panicking about your food. But like, I remember <laughs> panicking <laughs> because I'd eaten like we thought we'd got quite a while left. This is at my fetch show. We thought we'd got like an hour or an hour and a half. And mm. I ate. You ready for this? Two rice cakes. And then they were like, right, you're on in 20 minutes. And I was like, I'm going to be bloated. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to look soft. <laughs> I honestly was like, I'm going to be really bloated. I've just eaten. And Mom, Molly, you ate two rice cakes? I think you'll be all right. I was like, I'll be really bloated. It's like you've had a whole fucking pizza or something. <laughs> I was it's mental, though, isn't it? How much it fucks you. You're like, when you get given more carbs running up to the show like it really head fucks you you feel like I'm gonna be bloated I'm gonna look like shit I'm gonna be like watery it's just it really gets in your head doesn't it it's very much just like trusting your coach on that peak week but being yeah really be really honest with them 
like about every single little detail like if they're asking for you like like the most ridiculous details like just give them that because they're gonna want it for a reason yeah like how many times you've been to the toilet i mean it might sound a bit weird but they want to know they want to make sure that you're still you know going to the toilet yeah it's going through you you're not going to be bloated congested or the opposite problem yeah if you want a bit of booty though before you go on stage if you you need to go and you can't go what else is there on the show today that you don't expect other than the tan experience and i know this is something you did you went out like raving sober didn't you on prep uh that yeah that was like the first week of prep but i wasn't obviously too bad to be fair i would have done more but obviously where i spent so much money on competing i was just like i need to stay home <laughs> yeah but no like you can st- i think people sort of see like the day you start prep is like the day you stop your social life but up until what i think i got to three weeks out and that's when i literally got hit with a ton of bricks up yeah. until then you're fine like you can manage social events you can go out like just take your meal prep with you like it doesn't prepping doesn't mean you have to sort of just cut everything off like at the back end yeah you're gonna be doing lots of cardio like your time's gonna be very limited at that point but the first however say you're doing a 20 week prep which one was last year well to start with then went on for eight months <laughs> um up until yeah probably six to between the six and three to six week mark i would have been fine going out doing things but obviously people then don't want to go out sober which oh that'd be fine I went to that um festival and I actually enjoyed it I feel like being sober watching everyone else being absolutely fucked <laughs> was actually more entertaining than being fucked yourself yeah I do it all the time I think it's fine um and then coming out the other side of it what about like post-show what tips would you give someone just try try and stick to your diet I know you want to sort of go range and your hormones would be so out of whack that nothing will make you feel full but I feel like this year I stuck to plan a lot better than I did the year before and yeah I had a little few fuck-ups still but reversing out and just embracing that suck of being hungry but obviously gaining weight and that head fuckery really helped me now like I'm only I'm what three months four months post-show and only now am I thinking about obviously we're going into a mini diet soon just just to tidy up a little bit before summer so then I can push again but just reversing and trusting your coach like I wouldn't I know a lot of people say oh, when I finish my show I'm going to leave my coach I'm, I always say to them like don't I've had a few couple of girls that I had conversations with she's like oh when I finish I'm going to like I'm going to just gonna do my own thing I was like that's the worst thing you can do yeah. you need to be accountable to someone still because your your head's going to be over the place your hormones are not going to be like communicating with each other you're going to feel hungry you're oh, I felt very up and down like bipolar is the best word to say it <laughs> Yeah, you are. One day I'll be really fine, and the next I'll be like, "What's wrong with me? I don't feel okay. I don't want to do this anymore." And the next they're like, "Fuck it, let's prep again." It's it, honestly like it is. I don't think anything can pre- can you prepare you for that. Like I really, really struggled. Like I was just like massively depressed. Mm, like, that's the best describe it. Is like you're depressed, but you're not. But it feels like you are. Yeah, because there's no reason to like be depressed. But it's because your hormones. I think as well for me, like my cycle come back so quickly. And I think that that was part of the reason why I felt so shit because my cycle come back with it literally four weeks a day of stepping off stage, oh, which is great. Um, but I do think that's why I struggled so much was because, like, because I was so 
hormonal and like I just I mean you can't actually see what your hormones are really doing like that can you but I do, I think been all over the place and I just I was so hungry um I was just like I just I couldn't stick to a plan I just but then I look back and I'm like do you know what like yeah do you know what? I went really watery and everything but wow I'm over it now I'm back over the other side That's something that is, it feels like it's a never end, it's not going to end, you're not going to feel normal, but it is just that rough, I would say two months, that end of two months, you're sort of feeling a bit more, everything's regulating normally again, but then again, I feel like as a competitor, I think getting your bloods done is always, that should be something mandatory. To get, I didn't do it the first year, I did this year, just to see where your markers are, just yeah. so you know, then you can get the add supplements in that are going to help sort of get you back on track faster. Yeah, absolutely. I found for me, it was literally as soon as my cycle was back, I was feeling, and it was especially that week before, when normally I'm more emotional the week before my cycle anyway, like I know now, like that's how I feel. I was like super, super emotional that week before. And the week, like the day I had it, it was like, it came and I was like, oh, like, this is why I felt like this. <laughs> You're like, oh, I like, knew I was a little bitch. <laughs> like completely fine since that like I had a few little wobbles because I was like oh my god like I've put on loads of weight really quick like whatever but in terms of like emotionally like I was all right after that mm. it's just that like hormones was just like just literally made me like really emotional <laughs> I don't really get your cycle back that quick either by the way everyone but everyone's different though aren't they some you do I think as well, making it the next goal is to know why you're putting on the weight. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, you've got to transition your coffee prep. Your goal is to get leaner and be dropping weight and coming in tight. Whereas obviously, that goal is not the goal anymore, and you're gaining. Obviously, you're that's the thing. The head fuck for me was obviously you. You feel hungry still. You're on more food. You're hungry still, and you're gaining weight. So it's like, why am I feeling hungry? But I'm gaining weight and I'm not getting leaner. It it then toys your head. You're like, I'm hungry and I'm getting, I'm not getting fat, but obviously you're gaining and you're not getting leaner when you're hungry. Whereas before on prep, you'd be hungry and you'll be getting leaner. Yeah. So you're like, oh my god, this is not okay. But I think you've got to transition your goal. So like for me, I said this year I'll probably do a photo shoot. Like I'm not going to compete, but I'll probably do a photo shoot. Just something to work towards. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want to get stage lean. I just I prefer to do a shoot with a bit more body fat anyway um that's why I didn't do one in prep I was like I've got my stage pictures for that like I'd rather do a photo shoot where I've got more body fat on me and I look a bit more human <laughs> less like a skull but yeah, I think yeah just setting yourself little goals yeah setting yourself little goals and like reminding yourself I think like the benefits of like putting on weight like you put on weight your cycle will come back you know you're you'll be able to grow more muscle because you're not growing muscle when you're that fucking lean. Like, that's no. And like, if you want to get back on stage and look better next year or the year after, whenever you're competing again, you, you need to put on weight. Like that's the thing really, isn't it? Oh yeah. And getting your health in a good place again. And just, yeah, I mean, I think we get so used to being lean that we feel like being, having a bit more body fat is not normal, whereas it's healthy. Yeah. Like that's a healthy body that's it's good to have energy again as well like <laughs> have a conversation with someone and not 
literally struggle to string a sentence together. <laughs> struggle to laugh. Like, even walking at one point, I think, was a struggle. You it's, don't realize how much uses your, how what how much walking and just doing everything uses your stomach. Yeah, I used to walk along and I just feel like I'm not in my stomach all the time because I was just so lean and so depleted. I think for me it was like I could if I was like right this is my time I need to go for a walk and I'd go for a walk to get my steps in and take the dog out I was fine it was that like there's a cup on the side that needs to go into the kitchen and I need to wash it up I can't do that I can't do that's too much for me like that's I've genuinely found like those were the things I was struggling with was like the real basic walking doing things <laughs> go out for a walk I was like okay I'm okay with this but yeah the other things I was like no I can't be lost with that <laughs> and the amount of clothes you go through as well like, I used to have a cardio gym set and then a gym gym set so if you sweat so much in your cardio in the morning and then after obviously you want to do a fresh like the amount of washing you go through so I worked so I did most of my prep from home from the garage so I was just completely not to scan and I was like yeah fuck it because I was living with my dad as well through lockdown. He was like, uh, Molly, I wear the same clothes to work all week. And I'm like, great. Well, you fucking stink then, don't you? But there's <laughs> one wash a week and like, that's fine for him. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, dad. But that's not okay. He works as a bin man. So his clothes get like disgusting all the time. So he's oh, like, well, we've only got one set of clothes. I think he's got two t-shirts. <gasps> man. Oh my God. Um, whereas I'm like wanting to put a clean clothes on. Um, so I was just like, well, I'm just gonna do a skank, so I just wear the same clothes and just be gross. But then when I went back to work and I obviously wasn't in the home anymore, I do my cardio. I'd have to do my cardio and my training in one go. So I would just have one outfit and that would be it. Do you know what though actually? My when I did a it was a mini cut the first year that I did compete, so I obviously gained a little bit quicker than expected so we went to a mini cart um I think I would what I would do is wear whatever I wore to the gym the night before I would use that gym outfit for my cardio in the morning because like I'm not putting on a fresh shirt just to do my cardio mm. then shower after and obviously yeah you do do some disgusting things when you're dieting yeah you let everything go honest though I think I didn't really want anyone talking to me anyway so if I stick no one's gonna come up <laughs> this is true i think i started prep i thought i wearing a cap so i was like no i can't put anyone leave me alone i can't wear my headphones with a cap though maybe i just need a new cap actually what headphones it's not got like overhead ones yeah or get a little in in the ear ones but I then can't... i hate them ones because people would think you haven't got headphones and they try and talk to you like i've got headphones in <laughs> is it day of pierced like the one that's inside your ear so if i wear i can't wear like in-ear headphones on that side because it's like the piercing's there ah oh. so i can't seven which oh, bit nice. get it done because i wouldn't just stop migraines I'm not really bothered about anything else <laughs> we're gonna move on to some quick fire so yeah your biggest wow moment um, winning NFM and PCA. So, first one moment was when I won my tickets to America because I've always wanted to compete abroad and 
well, to have a sponsor ticket to America, I never a million years thought I'd win that. Yeah. And then the next one was PCA final. So I went into PCA finals in the mindset of whatever happens, happens. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd like to win, but I was like, there's a lot of good competitors there. I never expected to win and then take pro status there as well. So that completed me by surprise. I nearly cried on stage. I was like, oh my God, I remember looking at Charlotte in the crowd. And I was like, did that just happen? <laughs> like, what? have you got to win your class and then win the overall to get the pro status that's why I thought it was but it seemed on that day they you just had to win your class and then there was an overall but no you, you won your class you got the pro status oh ideal then um tips to avoid food temptations during prep um from my mistake my first season I stopped interacting with food posts so even if someone would tag me in um the competitions I wouldn't I would delete the comment I wouldn't like a post I wouldn't hover over one because otherwise my first year I was liking all the cookie dealer posts yeah doing all the competitions and obviously the more on Instagram the more you interact with something the more it comes up yeah like you've got explore pages as well it comes up with all the food so I just the second year I just did not follow them but I just didn't interact with them so they just wouldn't come up I muted all of them. That's well, when they come up, that's on good. Phone, that's a good idea. Like a cookie box, I muted cookie dealer. I muted anywhere really that was food, so I just didn't see it. Mm. And like, then, yeah, I feel like when you, we don't see it, so you're still like supporting them. Um, but then obviously, like you can just unmute them again when you're out. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's, yeah. So the more, unless you see the more. Less, unless you're tempted for buy it so if it's not there you're not gonna yeah sort of think oh I really want that yeah that did help last year yeah I'm just trying to think what else helps food temptations I think the thing is like there's always going to be situations where it's around you and I think the more you kind of let yourself want it like I went to a baby shower last year and obviously there was like cake and there was all cream teas and all nice food and I'm there with like my prep food. But I think the more you just turn off from it and the more you're just like, oh, whatever, and accept it, the less kind of, tem- like the less you struggle with it almost. Yeah, that's the next thing as well. I did, like last year, I just switched off emotionally and mentally to, to food and anything like that. So it's yeah. like, at the end of the day, that is always going to be there. Yeah. But now you want to get lean and you, you have to follow the plans of tea. Whereas that burger, that, cake that cookie that's always it's going to be there when yeah. you finish competing and I guess just focus on like the things you can have and the things that you can enjoy around that like all right I couldn't have eaten cake and I couldn't have eaten scones with jam and cream on but I could still have a cup of tea with everyone mm. I could still be around my friends I could still play the baby game things yeah I think you've got to find, like, not everything has to be about food like you can go out and do something that's fun that's not Food related. Yeah. And don't allow yourself to do the weird things. Like, don't allow yourself to like sniff other people's foods. And like, nice. you know what I mean? I like, I think I've made that decision before, like that, like before, mistake before. And then actually, it's like, when I didn't do all that, when I was just like, oh, whatever, it's fine, just do that, I don't care. And you just tell yourself you don't care. Like, actually, then you just don't care. You're like, oh, do we like? Um, yeah, I think you just got to switch off. Food is food. Food is fuel. Exactly. 
The secret to her wings. Do I wins? Wings. Wings. Ah. <laughs> That's the secret I can't tell. <laughs> right <then. laughs> right <laughs> just I don't even know. Just uh, I think everyone has areas that they just grow easier. Yeah. Than- I mean yeah, I've just I think that's just one of my features. I mean, like you look at my coat Shosh, hers is her delts. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's got very good delts, so I've a very good back. It's yeah. just I do love training back as well. But to be fair though, I don't actually train in my upper session, it's more delt based than yeah, just show you back. back. Like, I've got a few back exercises, but other than PCA and like fix and things like that, you don't really get your back out. No. But yeah, it's just genetics, I guess. It's just yeah. a part that grows. Yeah. And it's making sure that everything's like all in proportion, isn't it? So it's like, mm. I found since I've been back training properly, I'm a bit like you, like my back's growing and like nothing else wants to grow. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's maybe not train back so much and train like everything else a bit more. <laughs> Um, it's like you said. Um, and my final question for you is the one that everyone gets is what is the one thing you want everyone to take away from today's podcast um, don't take life too seriously um, do what you've got to do do what you want to do for yourself so like in the sense of bodybuilding don't do it because everyone else is doing it do it because you want to because it's going to get tough like I know one of your clients I'm very close with and I speak with her most of the days and I know she didn't want to enter prep at one point but I said to her like do you really want to prep for the sake of it being your goal or do you want to do it because it looks good on social media yeah it's kind of like the you've got to do you've got to set your own goals for yourself otherwise you're gonna fall out of love with it and you're not gonna get to where you need to be um but just enjoy the process of everything you are doing as well so you saying that to her I think that's what's pulled her through a lot because she wasn't she like literally rang me like the day before we we're about to start prep and she's like I'm not doing this yeah I, I remember having a word I was like you've got to do it because you want to do it and I know it's a goal you want to achieve and you know missing out on life events temporarily is, is not the end of the world yeah like there's going to be Christmases there's going to be more birthdays there's going to be more uh parties and social events like you've got a lot of time to do that yeah like this goes on your brain you just if you want it so badly do it yeah and I've seen that with her like she's not Mr B at all no she's absolutely smashed it we yeah. both know who we're talking about and she's absolutely smashed it I couldn't be more proud of her yeah <laughs> and be like are they talking about me but <laughs> no she's doing so so well well I don't know if she's gonna do this I think she'll pull out halfway through or something and like she's fucking proved me wrong <laughs> she's like like your cardio is going up <laughs> she's like like fine hate you and it just does it fine. that's what I mean you have your little I used to have a little meltdown whenever my cardio got up or you know like, how am I going to fit all this in but you just you just do it you make time yeah and I think it goes up slowly as well it's not like I'm going to turn around and be like right from no cardio we're doing like an hour of cardio a day like then you'd be like oh fuck but when it's going up by like five minutes you're like oh actually no, that's fine that's fine that's fine that's fine but it's fine and then you're like five minutes is a long time in cardio terms <laughs> again that I think it's still again like switch your mindset isn't it yeah like when yeah. my I used to say put my steps up more than anything else because I'll walk the dog like I've got to do a lot of steps anyway with the dog so like every time my steps would go up I'd be like yeah that's fine the dog's happy 
The dog's happy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the dog's like, I don't want to go for walks anymore. I'm done. Mate, you've not met my dog. He, like, there's no stop. It's just like, go, 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 go. I've walked him, like, ridiculous walks before. And we come home and he's like, so should we play fetch now? And I'm like, you're mental. Like, you're <laughs> So yeah, he's mental. But yeah, thank you so much for Dan for coming on. Thanks for having me. If anyone wants to find you, if they've got some questions for you, where can they find you to? On Instagram, I'm guessing. That's new now, and we've all got TikTok. See, I try and avoid TikTok because once you go on it, you don't come out of it for a good hour. But Instagram, I'm mainly on Instagram, so it's Leanne underscore Ray with a W, so W R A Y. Um. But yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions anyone has on competing. Obviously, done two years now, so I was a first timer once, and now I'm a pro. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks so much for coming on. If you're listening to this, please, 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 could you rate the podcast, preferably five stars, because that would be great. But if you don't like it and you want to rate it one, well, I can't stop you. Um, and also, <laughs> just don't write a comment. Just put the one star and leave. <laughs> I don't want to know you. And follow as well, please, because obviously that helps as well. Um, and share on your stories. Tag us both in it if you enjoyed this episode. And I will be much appreciative of that. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>